You are listening to the Practicing the Art of Small Business podcast with Shannon Merlot and Julie Parker. Join their conversation about business, leadership, and the self-awareness journey to greater success. Welcome to episode 11 of Practicing the Art of Small Business. Julie Parker, my co-host of the most, is the most. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you, Shannon. What are we talking about today? Well, today's bite size. We're doing Ooh. a short and sharp just so people are short for time and you'll find this when you've only got about 15 to 20 minutes to listen and that's going to be convenient because this is a 15 to 20 minute recording. <laughs> Julie mentioned just now that her wonderful husband, Charles Coves, had his podcast. And what was the title of that? It was 11, Seven Passionate Things and... <laughs> Well-remembered, Shannon. That was awesome. <laughs> Strate- uh, seven Strategies for Passionate Performance in Your Life. And this is his little um, bookmark card, which I can send out to anybody that wants it. And in the club, which is a group online coaching program that I have for dental practices, we're up to focusing on the fourth one, which is stuff up, be courageous. And I love this topic. Mm. And when Julie said that, I thought, I have a story here. (laughs) (laughs) And I wonder if this is worth sharing. So if this has gone to air, it has been. (laughs) Get ready. So I'm in the middle of a stuff up. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. And my courageous bit is sharing this stuff up. So the irony of my stuff up is that I, at the end of last year or mid last year, actually two years ago, I decided that I needed to create a new product vertical, which was courses or online programs. And pretty much every coach who's any coach has this kind of model. But for me, it was about solving a capacity issue. So I started going down the journey and look, I've had three, four, five false starts on this, but last year, fully committed, ready to go. Date got set, date got delayed. (laughs) This year, date got set, date got communicated, and this morning, and I've done many beautiful spreadsheets, Julie, doing revenue projections and all sorts of things about what the future holds with these courses, but this morning had a conversation where it was like, maybe we could delay this again. (laughs) (laughs) And the irony of this, Julie, is that it's about business planning. (laughs) (laughs) and what kind of business coach who does strategic plans let's look towards the future has five head starts and then on a date that's already been communicated then decides to push it out by a month or so (laughs) now I suppose the reason why I wanted to share this is I suppose to open up my own vulnerability that the best laid plans are you know you, I think when you're running a small business, you do have to be prepared to be nimble and to change course if it doesn't make sense to keep going on this course. But how do you deal with that and how do you deal with the fallout and how do you deal with the judgment? Because the biggest fear for me is that, you know, this is a business planning course and yet I've delayed the start of this, you know, a number of times 
and already communicated a start date that's going to get pushed back again. So that's my stuffing up and being courageous. Uh, I just thought I'd share that and make that is a tremendous yeah. That's a tremendous story, Shannon, because. The thing that made your stuff up a negative, potentially, I'm not, I don't want to impose my thoughts on you, are <laughs> things that I would think to myself, oh, my gosh, people are going to think I'm useless. I didn't get organised well enough. I wasn't good enough for some reason. And these are some of the damaging self-talk that happens quite subconsciously in our beautiful brains when Well, we thanks can- for bringing those to the forefront. I wasn't <laughs> thinking those at all, but Okay. Thanks. I'll bring you tomorrow. I'll remind you what those are tomorrow. <laughs> because we do have these thoughts. I'm not good enough. Who do I think I am? I don't have enough skills. People will be scrutinizing me and judging me. All of these things that influence us to try to avoid stuffing up at all. Because who wants all of that? And as everything in our life, our life experience, it comes back down to what do we truly believe about the thing? And what we truly believe about stuffing up are usually negative things or we've imposed negative thoughts around it. And there is an enormous amount of value to our life to shift those meanings to more helpful meanings because, in essence, stuffing up is how we get better. At the very start of learning any new skill, or starting any new major project, it's not going to be 100% perfect all the time. And Charles quoted something beautifully this morning. He said, to stuff up is human, to perfection is divine. Unless you've taught, you've led me astray, Shannon, you didn't come directly down from the heavens from divinity. <laughs> well, actually, now's time to really be courageous and share. <laughs> I am indeed divine. I have been put on this earth for a way higher purpose. Uh, not quite sure what it is yet, but uh, <laughs> I'll discover it one day. I'll discover it one day. We'll all discover it. We'll find out on the podcast. It'll be all revealed. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> and so what, what Charles does speak about in his presentations quite often is that you have not learned any skill without making mistakes. Therefore, mistakes are crucial to learning and growing. If that's the case, we should be embracing every time we make a mistake. We should be embracing every time we stuff up because it means we're progressing. It means that we're getting better. And so to catch ourselves, the minute we stuff up and we have that niggly thought that comes in, we have to bat it back with a better thought, a more helpful thought. I'm making mistakes all the time. I must be useless. No, everybody makes mistakes. You just don't, they don't tell you about it. That's, you know, not many people ring up, Shannon, (laughs) just to let you know I've made three major mistakes today. (laughs) (laughs) And so you never get to hear about their mistakes. To err is human. To grow, I need to have time to research, practice, repeat, finesse how I do things. And that's how I become a better, more improved version of me as every day follows. And so for us to start shifting the meaning we attach to stuffing up is going to break our beautiful brains open to even more learning and development than we've ever had before. And this is where we're going to go really, 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 really deep. So listeners, mm. stay with me. You're about to go on the you're on the upward trajectory of the roller coaster and we're just about to go over. <laughs> sounds terrifying (laughs) it kind of is actually because 
for the person who needs to hear this, this is going to hit you between the eyes. So just be Get ready. <laughs> I hope this is for, as profound as what I'm making it out to sound. <laughs> oh, my. I'm part of this podcast. <laughs> but if we take a spiritual element to this discussion, then what we fear and what we get back from the environment from others is only what we are projecting out as our own fears and doubts and insecurities. So we are, look, it, it, you can take this as a spiritual element, you can take this as a quantum physics element, you can take this as a matrix element, whatever it means for you, but your reality is a result of the thoughts, energy, um, environment that you are creating. And so you're always attracting people in on the basis of how you are what you're putting out there yep so so um and a really good example of this even if you don't believe in spirituality and oneness and wholeness and all that sort of malarkey is that i'm going to attract friends who are like-minded because we enjoy hanging out with each other but it means that i'm i'm not an emo i don't know if if you're not looking (laughs) you're not looking um at the youtube i'm pretty i don't know i'm i'm not i'm not an emo i don't um listen to heavy metal i have very little what is an emo i suppose someone who's very emotionally sort of um oh, intense. Wow, wow it's like uh, yeah 50 year old julie just learned something new <laughs> <laughs> and if we're going to stereotype the emo style is kind of dark dress um is a, is a style around sort of, and I'm being very stereotypical, so please forgive me. Um, my, no, um, you don't need forgiveness. You're just being stereotypical. You just <laughs> labelled it. <That's> enough. <laughs> everyone into a box. But, you know, the, the sort of deep thinking, deep music, introspective, I- introverted okay. sort of uh, style of personality, and therefore those people tend to attract similar people. Now, I don't tend to have people like that in my life because I'm not that person. And, you know, so that's one way of sort of talking about how we attract in what we have in our environment. So we get that, right? But on the most broad level is that anything that someone projects back onto me that is triggering within me is my own projection of my fears and doubts and insecurities. So So it's a mirror. It's a mirror. And so really... Whatever I'm fearing that the environment is going to think about me and and these decisions that I have made is really my own fear around it and everything else is irrelevant. And so I guess in terms of stuffing up and being courageous, then if I can lean into the stuffing up and my own doubts, fears, judgments, the meanings and adjust the meanings, then any judgments disappears because I no longer have judgments of myself. And so I won't be attracting in anyone to have judgments because they just won't exist. Oh, Shannon, it was me. I'm the one that's been hit between the eyes. There's been something that's been going on in my world for the last few weeks and I've been tackling it from this way and that. Thank God the podcast episode is nearly over so I don't have to share like you shared. But oh, you've still got seven minutes, Julie. You've still got seven minutes. <laughs> share yeah, away. This part out big time. No, I, I will share it 
another time, but that has hit me in between the eyes, that all the things that you, every, not just fear, all the, all the wonderful things as well, but we manifest all of it in our world. And so if anything's making us feel particularly uncomfortable, I thought my, and I agree that one of my tactics around that is to get really comfortable with the feelings of discomfort around that. Mm-hmm. Go fabulous! I'll allow it. I started this little this little meditation. Every time I feel discomfort around something, I acknowledge what it is and what's made me what's made me feel uncomfortable. And I'm resisting the urge to want to cleanse myself of that discomfort and feel good about it. Instead, instead, I make a judgment whether I need to do anything about it or not. Sometimes it is about. Um, you know, we were talked about in the last episode with free will. I don't want that other person to react in that way. And so that makes me feel uncomfortable where they've got every right to react in that way. So I'll allow it. You know, just like a judge allows, you know, things that aren't always ideal in a courtroom, I'll allow it. And me just saying I'll allow it make, helps that discomfort feeling just or that uncomfortable feeling pass through me. But I think one of the other tactics I need to utilise with what's been going on with me for the past few weeks is to recognise that the source of the discomfort or the vehicle for the discomfort I've actually attracted into my world because I am the source of the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, amen, sister. <laughs> and this, look, this is, this is a concept that I'm still myself digesting, mm. but the opportunity is really to just acknowledge that with the free will of someone else kind of projecting their stuff all they're doing is actually projecting my stuff (laughs) really because we're sort of one and we're whole and we're we're feeding off each other all of the time there is there is that part where you can kind of see someone for them but if there's anything emotionally triggering with our interactions with others that's us that's our stuff that's our issues and one of the things that I've I've been doing recently with a a coach and I've I've got a coach uh, that I work with is real personal development stuff and this is just fully surrendering as opposed to analyzing these feelings most of our problems with regard to our emotions is because we're told often not to feel the way that we feel, that negative emotions are not good to have and so we try to put them in a box or we try to change, you know, oh, I shouldn't feel that way. Well, I do. And to fully allow that feeling to be there. So my plan, I suppose, is to so that I can clear the projection of my own fears that people will judge this as being disorganized, not know what I'm doing, all of that sort of stuff. I'm just going to sit with that. I'm going to feel those feels. I'm going to really, and this is, there's mindfulness. This is where mindfulness practice works really well. So if you've, and I never understood mindfulness in terms of like, you feel this feeling and you, you know, does it have sides? Is it round? Is it hard? Is it, I never quite understood that. But in terms of allowing an emotion to be there, don't analyze it. Don't find out whether it's good or bad. Just explore it. Just notice how it sits in my body. And so this is what I'd encourage. If any of this has has set things off for you listeners, 
just sit with it and notice how it feels and just allow yourself to actually feel it. Don't judge it. Don't try and change the meaning of it. Just allow it to be there. And this really cool thing happens on the other side where the feeling, the intensity of the feeling is gone and therefore it stops having the impact. So then I don't have to be worried about it because there's nothing there. Love it. I love it. Oh, goodness gracious. So if we can come back and take a lesson from that and apply it to stuff up, be courageous, it could possibly be as well that the stuff up itself is just a little calling card to acknowledge something, to be with something, to solve something, to develop a solution for something, because I've certainly felt that over the last few weeks, if ever there's been a time that I've stuffed up, of course, the immediate go-to place is useless. (laughs) (laughs) But to instead go to, well, how to make sure that doesn't happen again? And that's the, you know, that's one of the great things we can all take back to our teams where you embrace every mistake and every stuff up because it further ensures it never happens again because you normally put a system around it or the person that's made the stuff up in the first place is doing such a great job in making sure they're modifying their behaviour so I never get in trouble again or never stuff up again that it's a self-correcting process. So recognise that the meanings we attach to stuffing up do either help us on our journey or inhibit that journey of self-discover, oh, sorry, self-discovery, self-development and growing. And, and worst case scenario, I've just come up with the topic for our bite-sized podcast of episode that? 11. Stuff up, be courageous, here's the content, delivered, we're done. <laughs> so, so worst case scenario is that there's a podcast episode out of your uh, failures and fears, doubts and insecurities. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's a beautiful benefit. Goodness me, there's benefits to everything. <laughs> Equal number, benefits and drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Embrace the drawbacks because they lead to the benefits. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, listeners. I trust that those who went on our roller coaster journey have are now with a little bit more adrenaline as they as the uh, you know when you're on the on the roller coaster and the barriers kind of come up for those who are watching. You can see my hands. You're all a bit you're listening. <laughs> I've got the, the barriers kind of coming up, and you get off, and your legs are a little bit shaky. So I trust for those that needed to hear this, you're a little bit shaky, but at the end of it, you'll you'll tell someone about the journey and that it was actually quite enjoyable at the end. So if you have enjoyed this journey, we would love for you to pop on to the where do they find us, Julie? Tell Any of what review. do they call any of your podcast catches? Stitcher, what? Google, um, Spotify, Apple. Apple. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere. And if you feel compelled to project your love and devotion onto us (laughs) with a five-star review, we would love to receive it. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you, Shannon. And I look forward to seeing you next time. I'm on my way to the merry-go-round now. I'm sick of these big dippers. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye.